Hello, welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. I am your host, Daryl Rutt, and today we are going to cover transgender graduation, a TikTok ban, lithium mining, and more. But before we get to that, you can help support the show and keep it on the air by going to dakotarustler.square.site and making a contribution. I'd appreciate that very much. It helps me with time for research and just the monthly bills that I have with putting this on. So let's get right into the stories. Number one, a transgender girl in Mississippi is not participating in her high school graduation ceremony because school officials told her to dress like a boy and a federal judge did not block the official's decision. Her family's lawyer stated, quote, Our client is being shamed and humiliated for explicitly discriminatory reasons, and her family is being denied a once-in-a-lifetime milestone in their daughter's life. No one should be forced to miss their graduation because of their gender, unquote, and I concur 100%. You may know I don't get this transgender thing, you know, I mean, I do, but I don't, you know, but nobody should be denied graduation. The ACLU confirmed that the 17-year-old girl, listed in court papers only by her initials LB, would skip the Saturday ceremony for Harrison Central High School in Gulfport, Mississippi, about 160 miles south of Jackson. The student, quote, has met the qualifications to receive a diploma, unquote, according to the Harrison County School District's attorney. You know, so even the school district's attorney says she has met all the qualifications, yet they're not going to allow her to participate in the proceedings. Harrison Central Principal Kelly Fuller and the school district superintendent Mitchell King told LB that she must follow the boys' clothing rules. Graduating boys are expected to wear white shirts and black slacks, while girls are expected to wear white dresses. Expected or mandatory? It sounds pretty mandatory to me since they're not letting her choose which way she wants to go. LB has selected a dress to wear with her cap and gown. LB had previously worn dresses to classes and extracurricular activities throughout high school, including the prom last year, and she should not face discriminatory treatment during graduation. And I agree. I mean, she's done all activities, everything involved with school. She is dressed as a girl. And now that it comes graduation, the school wants to say no. Certainly sounds like she was targeted to me, and that's not fair. You know, this whole transgender thing, while I don't want it forced upon me, we shouldn't be discriminating against people because of it. Number two, Montana Governor Greg Gianforte 
signed a bill passed by Republicans banning TikTok from the state starting in January 24, but it's unclear how this act will prevent Montanans from using the popular social media app. (laughs) I gotta laugh at this. Like, they're actually going to be able to stop you from using an app. Seriously? The law makes the state the first in the county to ban downloads and usage of the app. (laughs) Platforms such as Apple or Google that allow users to download the app would face fines of $10,000 per day. Users will not be fined. (laughs) This is just stupid. I got three letters for you. VPN. If you don't know what that is, hang on. As I just stated, anyone who wants to use TikTok will either download the app before the ban takes effect or use a virtual private network, a VPN. A VPN masks a person's location to avoid content restrictions. So in other words, if you're using a VPN, you can make it look like you're coming from anywhere else in the world other than Montana, and you'll be able to download the app and use it. I mean, come on. Montana? Oh, what can you say? Supporters of the law said it's a move that will protect people from having information stolen by a foreign company and young users from being exposed to dangerous content. Excuse me, but that's the user's and or parent's job. You know, what you got here in Montana is a bunch of tech-stupid legislators making laws about tech. (laughs) I mean, this is ridiculous. A Democrat, Kerr Carpenter, that's her last name. I didn't catch her first name in this article. Uh, Emma is her first name. Emma Kerr Carpenter also questions how the law will be enforced and when the legality of the bill will be challenged. Quote, Technologically, I don't think it's enforceable. In our Montana Constitution, there's a piece that says we can't make laws about one particular company or organization, and this flies completely in the face of that, unquote. So once again, (laughs) how do you pass a law that is clearly unconstitutional according to their state constitution? You know, I I don't like Biden, I don't like the Democrats, but the Republicans are proving to be just as dumb, maybe even dumber. I mean, come on, banning an app. Get a life. Number three. The Biden administration says it has completed a court-ordered review that should ensure construction continues at a Nevada lithium mine, despite legal challenges brought by conservatives and tribal leaders. So, what we have here is coal bad, lithium good, dusty air, toxic chemicals, Biden will choose for you. Yeah, he hates coal. The move comes after the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals blocked a proposed copper mine in Arizona last year. The appeals court is considering a related appeal filed by environmentalists and Native American tribes challenging the construction of the huge Thacker Pass lithium mine in Nevada near the Oregon line. So I guess I was wrong. It's copper bed 
lithium good, Biden will make up your mind for you. Lithium is a key element needed to manufacture batteries for electric vehicles. A centerpiece of President Joe Biden's clean energy agenda intended intended to expedite a translation from fossil fuels to renewable forms of energy. And more on that in the next story. So yeah, you're allowed to mine some stuff and it's good. You're allowed to mine other stuff. Well, you're not allowed to mine other stuff because it's bad. Talk about hypocrisy. Talk about favoritism. That's all government is. Uh, let's see. Over the objections of environmentalists and tribes who are now appealing to the Ninth Circuit Court, the district judge do, that's her last name, allow construction to begin at the mine while the agency provides additional proof the company has the mineral rights necessary to dump toxic rock and tailings from the operation on adjacent federal land. So right there you have it. We're dumping toxics. You know, it's hard to believe. A group of Native Americans and some supporters have been staging a protest since last week near the site where the open pit mine is planned. The mine would ultimately be deeper than the length of a football field, which is over 300 feet deep. They say the federal law prohibits construction of the project near where dozens of Paiute tribal members were massacred by the U.S. in 1865. Lithium Americas, which is the only lithium company in America, CEO Jonathan Evans said in a statement after Tuesday's announcement that they are pleased the administration has established a path forward that allows us to resolve the outstanding matters related to the approval of our Thacker Pass project. So in his opinion, land pollution good, air pollution bad. On top of that, there's a whole mining rights issue, which is legalese that I don't have time to get into in this page. So, yeah, according to Biden, it's okay to mine some things, but not other things. It's okay to create land pollution, but not air pollution. With that, it's time to take a short break. I'll be back in about 40 seconds. For all things Dakota Rustler related, please visit dakotarustler.org. The website contains links to media sites, a merchandise store, and a button to donate to the show. Your support helps to pay for expenses of production, as well as research time. Feedback is appreciated, and comments or topic ideas can be sent to the email address listed on the website. Sponsorships are also available if you have a business to promote. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Dakota Rustler Show. Just wanted to do a quick shout out to Dan Heim and also to Vinny Camilleri. They provide the music for this show free of charge in exchange for a shout out in credits. And also to Arabelle Kimmick who does all the voiceovers for this show. So let's get right into the final two stories. In another pollution story here. 
tire makers are under pressure to almost literally reinvent the wheel as regulators turn their scrutiny to tire pollution. That's right, we've got tire pollution. That is set to surge with the rise of EVs, electric vehicles, and threatens to undermine those cars' green credentials. I have long argued that EVs are not green, and here's another example, albeit somewhat new to me. When tires make contact with the road, tiny particles are abraded and emitted. That's only logical. The extra weight of EVs linked to their batteries means this little discussed form of pollution is becoming a bigger problem. Emerging research is showing the toxicity of tires, which on average contain about 200 components and chemicals often derived from crude oil. Compounding those challenges, manufacturers will need to develop tires that emit less for heavy EVs, which Michelin and Goodyear have reported can wear out tires up to 50% faster. So instead of having to buy new, more expensive tires every five years, now you can count on buying them perhaps every three or even sooner, depending how much driving you do. So they're going to be more expensive, and you're going to have to buy them more often. That does not sound too green to me. doesn't sound too economical either. Data provided to Reuters by Emissions Analytics shows new tires developed so far are unlikely to solve the problem. For example, while tests carried out on continental bicycle tires made using dandelions, <laughs> whoever thought you could make a tire out of dandelions, show a 24% drop in carcinogenic aromatics, which helps cars hug the road, the chemicals and the particles they emit are similarly toxic overall. Developed during the Korean War, research shows that when chemical 6PPD reacts with ozone, it formed 6PPD quinone, which has been blamed for mass deaths of coho salmon off the U.S. West Coast. Particles from the tires are expected to be the largest source of microplastics potentially harmful to aquatic life by 2050. So yeah, buy an EV, spend all your money on expensive tires that you have to replace almost twice as often, and it becomes a major pollutant that harms aquatic life. But hey, Biden likes this. Land pollution is okay, just not air pollution. But emissions analytics said the shift to EVs means tire makers will be forced to develop more durable tires, a tough challenge without natural rubber, which would be difficult to develop sustainably enough to support the whole industry. So there you have it. Tires, another reason why you should not buy an EV vehicle. They are not green, despite what this stupid-ass administration says. And finally, number five. Here's one for dog lovers and those allergic to them. You'll both want to know about this. 
Just in time for the summer dining season, the U.S. government has given its blessings to restaurants that want to allow pet dogs in their outdoor spaces. But even though nearly half of states already allow canine dining outdoors, the issue is far from settled, with many diners and restaurants pushing back against the increasing presence of pooches. Restaurants have been required to allow dog services for or service dogs for decades, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it wasn't until the mid-2000s that a handful of states, including Florida and Illinois, began passing laws allowing dogs in outdoor dining spaces. The FDA's updated food code issued last year says restaurants can have dogs in outdoor areas if they get approval from a local regulator. Experts say more people are looking for dining options that will accommodate their dogs. Maybe because they can't make real friends, they think they have to take their dogs to the restaurant? Just a possibility. I mean, heck, nobody talks anymore. All they do is text. Monty Hobbs, the managing director of digital marketing agency in Washington, can often be found at a local restaurant patios with Maddox, his five-year-old terrier and miniature schnauzer mix. Hobbs stresses that he doesn't take Maddox everywhere. Quote, he's my dog. He's not my child. Unquote. Well, at least he's semi-intelligent. He realizes that a dog is not a person. But Maddox is well-behaved, he said, so it's nice to know they can drop in at a neighborhood bar if they are out for a walk. Uh, everyone thinks their dog is well-behaved. I know from doing flooring, not the case. I've gone on several jobs where the homeowner wasn't at home. They just said, go right in. Dog won't bother you. Yeah, I get to the door. I knock on it, ring the doorbell, and the dog's at the door growling showing his teeth and doing everything else it's like nah your dog's not friendly (laughs) but anyway let me continue other restaurants are saying no to fido the salty dog cafe ironic (laughs) in hilton head south carolina allowed dogs on its patio when it first opened in 1987 perhaps why it's called a salty dog But two years later, it banned them. Too many dogs were barking through meals, fighting, lying in walkways, and stealing hot dogs from kids' plates. We're all dog lovers at the Salty Dog, but we remain a restaurant for humans, Stern said. The Blonde Giraffe Key Lime Pie Factory in Key West, Florida banned dogs because it didn't want to be held responsible if a dog tripped a child or an elderly diner. In at least one case, an unleashed dog at the restaurant killed a neighborhood cat. So yeah, you're operating a restaurant, you got some elderly customers, they trip over a dog, and all of a sudden they're sued, you know, for a broken leg, a broken hip, you know, Yeah, I can understand why a restaurant does not want dogs. Julie Denson, who has worked as a restaurant server in Milwaukee for more than a decade, has watched dogs drool, fight, growl, and relieve themselves on restaurant patios. Dogs have bitten her and knocked her over, causing her to spill scalding hot coffee. She has also encountered diners who are allergic to dogs or afraid of them. Uh, yeah, so, let me give you my opinion. Keep your damn dog at home. 
One thing they didn't mention in this article, which I thought of, is the fact that dogs shed, especially in summer. I don't want their hair blowing onto my food. I would not go to a doggy restaurant if I knew in advance they had a bunch of dogs lingering around. And that's just my opinion, and that is my podcast for the week. With that, it's time to sign off. You know the mantra question authority and always be free. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their affiliates. Any unauthorized use of this show is prohibited. Until next time, have a great day and don't forget to subscribe.